You are listening to the Launch Mission Podcast. Preparing students for liftoff on the journey to life after high school. With your host, author and founder of the Launch Mission Ministry, Tommy McGregor. So how does a teenager with visible growth in his faith struggle to the point of declining in maturity once he leaves home after high school graduation? So buckle your seatbelt. And make sure your tray table is in its upright position because it is time for the Launch Mission Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Launch Mission Podcast. This is episode 20. I hope that you guys are doing well today. And We interrupt this podcast with an important message. The Launch Mission is giving away 10 copies of the Freshman 15 book through the Launch Mission Instagram giveaway. To enter, go to the Launch Mission on Instagram and like us for one entry. Tag us for another entry. Share a post for five entries and get 20 entries by downloading the 3C app. 10 college students will win a signed copy of the Freshman 15 a 15-week devotional for a freshman's first semester in college by Tommy McGregor. The prizes will be rewarded on August 7th. For more details, go to the Launch Mission on Instagram and look in the bio section. And now, back to the Launch Mission Podcast. This is episode 20, and today we are talking about life on a college campus with Dr. Guy Shimaleski. Now, Guy is the Vice President of Student Affairs at Fringe University in Wichita, Kansas. Now, if you plan on living on on your college campus this next year, there's so many things that you need to know about from campus activities to dorm life to everything in between. The department that leads all of those things on most university campuses is called Student Affairs. So this will be an opportunity for you to hear from someone who knows that world and wants to help you make a smooth transition from home life to campus life. When I was in high school, I had four major influences that helped me grow in my walk with Christ. My friends, my church, my family, and mentors, like my youth pastor and a coach at my school. Because of those people in my life, I was pretty grounded in my faith by my senior year in high school. The problem was, none of them were going off to college with me, and I had never grown in my faith without those four major influences. A few days before graduation, someone gave me a book called The Freshman 15, a 15-week devotional for a freshman's first semester in college. I started reading it the first night after I moved into my dorm room, and it helped me understand how to grow in my walk with Christ in the setting of college. The Freshman 15 book by Tommy McGregor is available on Amazon and other online bookstores. Give it as a grad gift this year. It made all the difference in my first semester in college. So Dr. Guy Shemaleski has been working with college students and all of his career, both in campus ministry roles as well as student affairs. He's the author of three books, which my favorite one of those three is called Campus Gods, Exploring the Idols That Can Derail Your Present and Destroy Your Future. It's a really great book on some of the distractions that are on college campuses and how they hurt college students and, and, and keep college students from being who they were created to be. Now, in this episode, we will discuss dorm life and campus life and the relationship that students need to develop with those on campus who are there to serve them and help them to make this experience the best it can be. So with that, here is my conversation with Dr. Guy Shemaleski of Student Affairs at Fringe University. The Launch Mission Podcast. 
Hey, Guy, thanks so much for uh, being a part of the Launch Mission podcast. Man, you and I go way back, and um, I am uh, grateful that that you are uh, can join in this conversation and, and really kind of help us talk about what's available on a college campus and, and kind of college life in general. So um, thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, absolutely, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Um, so tell us what the Department of Student Affairs is uh, on a college campus and and then how you guys help students um, that are on campus and kind of what you guys can guide them through and guide them to. Absolutely. So I think maybe the, the simplest way of describing it is it's kind of the, the partner with academic affairs, right? So you've got academic affairs, which really has to do with all things learning, everything inside the classroom. Student affairs then is kind of everything uh, or, or a lot of things outside of the classroom. And every campus is different and every uh, campus structure is a little bit different. But largely what we deal with is uh, the opportunities, the experiences, the services that function for students on behalf of students outside of the classroom. And so, again, that can, that can uh, under that umbrella, uh, can cover everything from student activities and um, student government association to campus ministries and residence life, counseling services, uh, campus recreation and intramurals on some campuses, athletics falls under uh, the umbrella of student affairs. On some campuses, admissions falls under the umbrella of student affairs. So again, uh, in, in the most basic sense, um, if campuses are just going to split things in two parts, there's going to be the academic side, and then there's going to be kind of the student affairs, student services side of things. And, you know, uh, that entity is there to help students transition Um and, and really navigate the college years in ways that are uh, helpful and meaningful and purposeful, right? I mean, the research would suggest that the college years are, are the second most formative season of life behind the toddler years where we're literally learning how to walk and talk. And so, uh, and, and for many students, it's the first time they are out from under their parents' roof and um, kind of their daily check-ins and maybe the, the the questions, the wisdom, the insight that mom or dad might have to offer. And so in some ways, student affairs and those who choose to work at universities outside of the classroom, they're there because they care about students. They know what uh, an important time of life it is, and they want to help students be successful to not just survive these years, but to really thrive during them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you and I have both uh, focused on this for so long and, and both written about it and and um, I, I know it's a it's a passion uh, for you as well. Um, so let's start at the beginning. So a student comes on campus, say a college freshman comes on their college campus for the first time. What advice do you have as they move on campus, you know, in those first uh, few days or first couple weeks? It's it's going to be overwhelming. Right. So so prepare for that. It's it's probably one of the biggest transitions they will have experienced uh, to this point in life, you know, unless they have moved um, or maybe uh, gone through a divorce, uh, parents or, or, or something to that nature. Um, but oftentimes what this, this transition represents is, is moving away from home or, or maybe just moving out of mom and dad's house, even if school is still in town. Um, likely it means changing friend groups. Um, again, it's the rare student that goes to college with all of their friends. Uh, and even if they do, the chances are pretty high that they're going to encounter some new folks uh, in classes or in clubs or on teams that um, will become a new part of their sphere and, and maybe a, a eventually a new part of their, their friend network. Um, so a part of it is just kind of embracing a season of change. Uh, sometimes uh, we want to resist that. Some some of us are more designed to resist that. Others are, you know, get excited and 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 look to embrace it. But the reality is, it's it's a major season of transition. And so, I think with whatever uh, weeks are or days are left in the summer for them, kind of prior to going to campus, 
to start wrapping their minds around, okay, this is, this is going to be different. This is going to be new. Um, there's a lot that is going to be unknown and unfamiliar and that's okay. Right. And I'm not the only one who, who's going through this. Uh, I'm not the only one who feels this way. In fact, probably just about everybody around me and, and on countless campuses around the country, um, across the country and around the globe are going through this exact same thing. Right. And there are people like me and the folks that I get to work with on campus who are there to help serve as guides. Um, but, you know, a, a unique part of this season is taking more ownership and more leadership of their life. And so not just sitting back and kind of waiting for someone like me to come and, and grab their hand and kind of walk them through, but taking some agency, taking some ownership and saying, okay, let me, let me be intentional here. Let me um, think through and, and, and more than likely students will have gone through some sort of enrollment process, maybe some started uh, the orientation process during the summer, um, or even going all the way back to their, their campus visit. Um, there are things that should have kind of prompted this transition to begin to start, at least mentally, right? And so coming to campus is really the physical um, kind of manifestation of that transition. And just to lean in, right? If, if and again, that's gonna be some student's nature, some student's personality to lean in, to embrace it, to get excited, to wanna meet everyone, to wanna do everything, um, and really to kind of dive uh, headlong into the college experience. But I think there are plenty that, that hold back, um, that are nervous, that are uncertain, um, and kind of slow walk the college transition process. And, you know, maybe they even keep one foot back home. Um, and, and, and that could take on a few different forms, right? That could be going back home every weekend just to connect with mom and dad or to connect with old high school friends. Uh, it could be utilizing technology. Um, you know, I think it's one of the unfortunate uh, pieces of the the advances in technology because it, you know, back when I was a student, probably back when you were a student, right? We went to campus and about the only connection back home you had was a landline, right? Where you yeah. had to stand next to the wall and talk on the phone. You know, if you were any distance, had to use a, a prepaid calling card. Right. Um, now students can, right, at any moment in time, can pull them up, you know, in the palm of their hand, can look at them, can talk to them, mm -hmm. um, can chat with them via social media. And so, you know, there are pieces about that I like, right? That you're not just kind of saying goodbye to the community that was and, and now being forced to into this new community um, where you are. But I think for some, it, it's it's too easy to stay too connected mm -hmm. to what was. Um, and I think it, it makes it harder to do that full transition into college and and really do the the um, the hard work of creating new friendships. Right. And again, unless you've moved um, and had to change schools, which, again, some some students have, but a lot haven't. Um, you know, most of us haven't done that since kindergarten. Right. right. Actually having to be a new person and put ourselves out there and, and meet new people. Um, it's a bit unnerving, but also it's I think it's exciting and, and thrilling. And so being willing to just step in um, and engage the, the season of transition, knowing that by Christmas, right, you're going to feel a lot more secure uh, in your position, in your context. But there's going to be a season of transition. And, and there are people like me, student affairs, student activities. Uh, a lot of campuses have new student orientation leaders. A lot of the faculty avail themselves to students, right? We all want to see students be successful, really love the community that they've chosen to be a part of, and connect in ways that are are deep and meaningful. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're going to have students listening to this that um, some know what college life is going to be like. They've had a, a sibling or other friends go, or they've um, spent every 
weekend in the fall at, at, on campus for football games or something like that. They kind of know what to expect, but there's so many that are going uh, with, you know, this limited sense of um, of what's available and what's um, what's that day to day going to look like. So, sure. um, you know, what opportunities and I understand that this is going to be different campus to campus, but just in generally general, uh, what opportunities do students have? that are living on campus uh, to explore as far as activities and, and just campus life. Um, what opportunities do they have? Well, let me say this about that. Um, I think, right. I, th I think for students living on campus and for students who are um, either living at home or commuting from a, an off-campus apartment, I think all the opportunities largely are the same except for those events that might take place within the residence halls, but even a lot of those I think are open to commuters. The, the challenge is, is that for students who live on campus, it's right there. It's right where they live. It's very easy to access. Um, and, and they're gonna know, right? Cause people on their floor, people in their room, people in their class or the teams are, are heading there now. They're going to the dining hall. They're going to the game. They're going to the concert where if you live off campus, it takes a bit more effort. Um, but again, I, I think what all students um, need to look for or pay attention to is kind of a, is to figure out where is the master calendar located, um, right? Anytime a student says, gosh, there's nothing going on on campus, I think one, you're wrong. And two, you you just don't know where to look. And and for people like me and the, and the folks that I work with, the challenge is figure, trying to figure out how do we get this information in front of students? There, there seems to be no silver bullet, right? And so, you know, we put stuff on kind of a, you know, a campus master calendar. Um, we, we, we publicize stuff through social media. Um, we, we hang posters. We put flyers in mailboxes. We post things in the residence halls. I mean, we, we put information kind of in every nook and cranny that we think, think students might find themselves in, hoping that they'll look up from their phone, um, they'll read it, it will catch their attention to the point where they say, I think I'm gonna ask somebody about that, or I'm gonna check that out, or I'm gonna make sure that I go to that. Um, but I would think on the vast majority of campuses, on any given day, you're gonna have sporting events you can attend probably something in the fine arts, right? A concert, uh, performance, uh, an art showing, but then through student affairs, student activities, you're gonna, student government, you're gonna have a lot of activities um, that are really designed to help bring students together, to have fun um, and to build community, right? From there, it, campus recreation and intramural sports, again, for those who, who are more inclined to sports, um, another great, opportunity um, within the residence halls. If students are living in there, again, I think most campuses, the residence life team um, is looking to put on regular programming in those spaces that is designed to, again, really help foster intentional community in those spaces. And so it is about kind of paying attention to the opportunities because my belief is that it, it would be the rare campus where there isn't an abundance of opportunities for students to get outside of their their room um, and plugged into some fun activities with other students around campus. Yeah, and I think what you said about kind of knowing what the master calendar is, I think that's that's so true because there's so many times, and I even remember this in my, my experience, but I, I've talked to college students over the years who they get there and they just sit in their room at night because they don't, maybe they're a little uh, nervous about meeting new people or they don't know what's happening. And all of a sudden they find themselves um, just kind of just sitting there and, and, and being by themselves because they, they don't know how to take that first step. So knowing what the campus provides is an easy way to go and meet people 
and just to uh, get used to this new um, type of living uh, in community like this. That's that's huge. Um, I want to ask you about uh, residence life because I know that most most college students, uh, especially those who are just coming into college as freshmen, probably will live in a dorm um, at some point, if not that first year. I certainly I live I lived in a dorm. I think I guess three out of my four years in college. Um, so talk about resident life and and. Um, and 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 maybe the relationship between the student and the uh, the RA because I think that that's underutilized a lot um, yeah. and um, you know that person's there and and they're uh, but you don't really understand how they can benefit you as a student. Yeah, and, and let me say this: I'll make this plug for living on campus. Um, and and a lot of schools do have a first year living requirement or living on campus requirement. And the reason is because research tends to to support the fact that it is advantageous for students to live on campus. Right? I mean, first of all, students who live on campus tend to do better academically. Again, not always, but they tend to. And I think a lot of that has to do with right. What are the what are my roommates and my the other people on my floor doing right now, oh, they're studying for that test that we have tomorrow, or they're right. going to the library to do research for that paper that's due at the end of the week, right? There's this, right. hey, we're all in this together. This is what we do. You know, I'm there. My roommate's alarm is going off. Why is that going off at you know eight in the morning? Oh, he's got an eight thirty class. Oh, wait, I have an eight thirty class, right? Like, <laughs> that's right. I get up and go. So, so you tend to do better academically if you live on campus. Uh, you also tend to be more connected socially. If you live on campus, which again makes sense, you live where you spend your your kind of your working hours, um, which is kind of how I talk to students about being a student, right? Like this season of life, you might have a part time job, but but your your primary focus is is being a student, and so if you live in the same place that you do that, um, you're bound to to be more connected socially. Uh, if you're more if you're succeeding academically and socially, you tend to be happier. Um, which is a great thing, right? You add all those things up and students who who are, are excelling academically, socially, are happy, tend to stay at school and finish their degree, which is the ultimate goal, right? Nobody goes into school saying, eh, I'm going to go for about a year and and then be done, right? So, yeah. so living on campus has great benefits. Here's why I think um, folks don't make good enough use of the RAs um, is because often they are seen as the rule keeper, mm -hmm. right? They are kind of the, the student version, the RA is the, the student representation of the RD, the resident director, who is a professional staff member, uh, gets paid by the university that lives in the, in the residence hall, right? And the, ultimately they are there to be wise guides, uh, to help students navigate, especially first-year students, to navigate living and learning in this new place. Um, but but early on, we'll say uh, we we have what on uh, beginning of the school year we have what we call neighborhood meetings, right? So RAs will meet with their kind of the residents under their purview, and a part of what they do is review rules, right? And and it, it's important. These are the these are kind of the the, the guidelines, the boundaries that shape how we do community. Um, and yeah, if you break one of these, there are probably going to be consequences, right? And and it's kind of a part of my job to pay attention to these things and to hold you accountable as a student. And I think because students are experiencing freedoms in so many other areas as a part of this transition to feel like, okay, now this this person who maybe is a year older than me, maybe two, in some ways is kind of functioning like my parent, right? Telling me, hey, it's time to be quiet. Uh, or no, you can't have a guest spend a whole week in your room. Um, that's not fair to your roommates. Or, you know, they're checking in on me because I chose to sleep through all my classes today and instead of, of going. Um, and so they, they put themselves at odds with that individual, as opposed to recognizing them for what they really are, which is somebody who cares a lot about them as a student, um, cares a lot about 
the university and students experience at the university. And so they choose to avail themselves. Yes, they're a, they're a paid um, student employee of the university, but you know there are a lot of things they could do with their time and, and they're living where they work, um, right? They're, they're living 24 seven where they work um, because they care about students and they wanna see them be successful. They want to be a resource to them, especially new students. You know, anything and everything from, right, where is the closest um, uh, place to do laundry, uh, to get groceries, um, you know, where's the fun place to hang out on the weekends? Um, what do people typically do over fall break or spring break? Um, what are the hours in the dining hall? Yeah. Where can I go to get a good cup of coffee, right? Like these students um, aren't just there, but but often go through a couple weeks long intensive training. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean, being tapped for things like first aid and CPR, um, you know, how to work in tandem with campus security, how to help roommates navigate conflict, Um you know, they are being refreshed of the resources they've known about since they were first year students, but but maybe hearing, you know, in different ways, all the different things that students uh, have available to them and who to point them to, who is the point of contact for that, right? So, you know, as a student, um, your RA is probably one of the most um, available and proximate resources you have, right? They live someplace on your floor um, and they are likely going to have a lot of answers to the questions that you have maybe not all of them but they're going to know where to go go to find answers and so you know if you can recognize that yeah a part of their job is to hold people accountable for you know rules on the floor or, or rules for the university but also uh, they are a wealth of resources and they just they, they know student life. They know the student experience. They know what you're going through, right? Whether it's, um, you know, the lows of, of homesickness uh, to the challenges of um, roommate conflict or trying to pass organic chemistry. I mean, they, they get it. Um, and, and so, and I, and I think often we, fear asking for help, right? We feel like it's going to make us look weak or ignorant um, or like we don't belong. But I think the reality is, is that, you know, if you have that question, chances are that there are plenty of other people on the floor who are, who have that question and to not ask in some ways is, is silly and immature, right? So learning how to ask for help uh, is a part of the growing up process. And I think that's, that is a big part of the college experience is not just getting the degree, but it is growing up. Uh, I, I like to tell students that, you know, when you come in, in a lot of ways, um, again, depending on life experiences, most students are pretty dependent on mom and or dad. Um, and the goal is that over the course of the four years, right, to go from dependent to interdependent to independent so that plan a is not to circle back to mom and dad's basement and figure out life but instead to to launch right um we want you to to be successful in in preparing to go out into the world and do great things and so student affairs residence life uh, even down to the student leader level the ra which tends to be some of the best student leaders on campus. Hmm. Uh, it is it is a hard position to get to. So usually the students who have those positions are are pretty exceptional students and student leaders. That's right. Yeah. And I guess the misconception is that they're the bad guy. But um, if you the the first time you say um, are locked out of your room or something, they become a very important uh, par- person in your life. And, um, you, you mentioned homesickness. Uh, I'd love for you to uh, talk a minute about that and just, 
um, the reality of that? And then uh, what are some things that a student can can do to um, start to overcome that, especially a, a freshman who's living away for the first time? Yeah. Right. There are a few things I think that come to mind. One is, is to just acknowledge it, right. To acknowledge it's going to be a reality. And, and again, depending on, and when they might hear this, um, kind of recognizing that there's an opportunity during the summer to enjoy some time with parents, with siblings, with friends, um, knowing that things are going to be different, right. And again, it's a part of life. It's a part of growing up. Um, and, and everybody's going through it, uh, and, and depending on how far you're moving from home, um, you know, it can, it can feel overwhelming, uh, especially if you don't feel like you're connecting quickly, uh, on campus, which is, again, I think, a, a reason to really give yourself to the experience, to the transition. Um, everybody is going through the same thing. Right. Right. Rare, rare is the person that has a couple of, of best friends that come from high school with them. Right. So everybody's in the same boat. Just being willing to put yourself out there. Um, and and again, to, to do that consistently over the course of that first term, it is amazing what you can what can be accomplished, what can be changed. Uh, over the course of a few months time, which is really what a term is, right? It's three and a half months. And right for, so as a student, and, and here's, I think, kind of contrary to, to maybe what I'm about to say, right? The reality is for students, nothing is permanent. And right, there are very few decisions in life that that are or are supposed to be permanent, right? And so if you go to college and it is, just a terrible experience, right? You can transfer. Now, again, before we do that, and, and whether it's homesickness or just not the right fit, right? There is this thing um, called the old college try, right? Like give it the old college try. And, and I, I really think what that is, is a full semester, right? Lean in and, and give yourself to this experience for the full semester, right? Like give your best effort mm. um, in this place to make relationships, to be successful academically, to 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 find a place to to fit in and belong, whether it's on a team or, or in a um, a band or or a fine arts uh, performance team, a club, an organization, so many different places to get connected and and to belong on campus. But to really say, I'm I'm going for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a place. I'm gonna commit to making relationships and giving my best to my academics and and find a place uh, or multiple places to to make relationships and really fit in. Um, you might be surprised at kind of what that leads to. Um, but if for some reason it just it feels like a, a round peg in a square hole. Um, you know, my word of advice would not be to withdraw early um, and, and go back home and figure things out. But you've already invested academically, right? You've paid some money and, and have put forward some effort towards credits. Um, don't don't lose that. Right. So, you know, you can you can begin to think, OK, maybe at the semester uh, I'll transition and maybe I need to think about where. But I want to take all my credits with me. Right. And so yeah. I'm going to buckle down and really um, be successful academically and figure out what then can come with me. Um, but I'm still I'm not going to check out. And I think too many students, I, I you know, we're a, we're an instant culture. Right. And so if I don't instantly have friends or if I don't instantly have success. It must be this place and therefore I've got to find someplace else. And so to hop from university to university looking for kind of the, the magical fit, um, it, it's probably an illusion, right? There yeah. are going to be challenges anywhere you go, right? And, and that's just a, a natural part of life. And so to say, right, hopefully I've done my research and I've chosen this institution for a good reason. And therefore, um, I'm going to deal with adversity when it comes up. 
I'm going to recognize that this place and no other place is perfect, just like I'm not perfect. And so I'm going to try to focus on those things. Um, remember why I chose this place in the first place. Uh, I'm going to choose to to find people, uh, I think, who have a similar heart, similar mind, similar interest to me and, and spend more time with them. And I'm going to I'm going to commit myself to the thing that I'm here to do. And that's be a student above all other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see where we are in a few months. And again, it, choosing to refocus our attention and our efforts um, can be a big deal. Now, again, it's not to say you shouldn't, um, in the midst of feeling homesick, connect with home, um, maybe figure out other ways to get back home over a, a long weekend or a break. But what I would maybe encourage students to guard against is saying, okay, well, I'm I'm going home every weekend. Um, I, if I'm close enough, I'm, I might even spend extra nights at home. Um, I think it's that that leads to to having your your heart, your mind um, in two different places, and I I just don't think that's a, a recipe for success. Yeah, you're missing out on so much uh, when you do go home. And, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And maybe, let me add this too, right? There there are resources, right? So I, I again, I think your RA is a, a first place to start. somebody who is is here to kind of help you um, think through some options and even get plugged in, right? Like I'm having a hard time finding some relationships. Hey, let me connect you with a couple of guys. I know, I think you'd be great. Um, But, but beyond that, right? If if there are, you know, if there's a a professor that you have found that you really like um, or a coach um, or somebody else, I mean, we're all here to help students uh, love this place and and get connected in ways that are uh, generative and formative and, and healthy and helpful. Um, but most campuses also have a counseling services on campus. And again, that's one of those things that tends to fall under the umbrella of, of student affairs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, thankfully today's student seems to, to be much more willing to avail themselves to counseling services than say students back when uh, you know, we were in college where it was a little, it felt a little more taboo, but um, yeah, the the number of students that can benefit from just having an impartial third party to ask good questions and listen to us talk about the things that are weighing us down or struggling uh, or causing us to struggle is super helpful. And so be willing to, to search those, uh, those people out. And again, the RA is a great resource to start with to say, Hey, yeah. I'm struggling. Um, I think I could benefit from talking to somebody. Do we have a counseling services, a counselor? Um, who can I go talk to? They're going to know where to point you yeah. to. That's, that's, that's excellent. Um, so when I think of student activities, um, I guess I can put it in, you know, maybe, I don't know, three or four categories of, um, you know, the, you mentioned sports and so intramurals and you have that, and that's, that's its own, um, category of student activities. Um, and then there's, you know, student government, which you've mentioned a couple of times, and that was a, a big thing that I was involved in and in, in, in college and, and love, um, campus ministry and Christian community, even on a, um, you know, uh, even on a uh, non-Christian campus is is still a, a huge um, component of of community. And then maybe um, other clubs uh, that are um, specific to a major or a an interest or or something. Um, can you talk about just student activities and and um, and and I'd love to hear any any thoughts you have about student government because that was uh something that i mean i came up through that and by the time i was a senior i was uh one of the vice presidents and and just really um uh enjoyed that opportunity for leadership yeah you know i think um in some ways it's it's kind of the college version of say student council right you get a you get a feel for um providing leadership to your peers and, and ultimately to the student body, 
um, when you're at the university level. Um, you know what I, I my my experience has been that students tend to fall to one of two ends of an extreme when it comes to student engagement, student involvement, particularly as it relates to, to activities on campus. They tend to 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 be over involved. Um, just I'm, I'm going to do all the things and. Again, if I'm if I'm going to stereotype, this tends to be our, our females on campus, right? They don't want to miss out on an opportunity. They love serving. They love being involved. They love connecting with people. They're going to take advantage of just about every opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Then fall to the other end of the extreme, right? Totally disengaged, um, not involved with anything. Again, if I'm if I'm being uh, stereotypical, based on 25 years of experience and observation, yeah. right? That tends to be our males, um, not always, but but more often than not. Um, and I really think the sweet spot is someplace in the middle, right? What I tell students is, listen, if you can find two or three places uh, to explore and to consider how your gifts and your talents and your passions can be invested in that place, um, then I think you're onto something, right? And I think in that place, you'll find uh, good relationships, good community. Um, you'll feel like you're a part of something that has purpose and meaning, um, and it brings you joy and brings you life. And that, that is an important part of the college experience. Um, and so again, whether it's, it's student government or, you know, working for campus recreation and, and intramurals, or, I mean, you know, on our campus, which is a fairly small campus, I mean, we probably have 250 or 300 student worker jobs, uh, which is mm-hmm. right a, a way of being involved in campus that you also get paid for, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, a litany of leadership opportunities in clubs and organizations. And then there's just a chance to be a part, a part of it, a participant in it, right? Which I think is a great place for first-year students to start. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's quite possible that that students are coming um, from being leaders in their churches or at their schools in things like student council uh, or youth group or uh, other clubs and organizations. And it can be hard to go from being a leader to being a participant, but you're experiencing so many other transitions, right? To not have to carry that extra mantle um, of being a leader, of being in charge, of having to plan and prepare for something uh, it can be important, you know, a, a great opportunity for you just to be uh, and to connect with others and to kind of figure out in this new place, in this new system, in this new season of life, what do I want to give myself to? Um, what what are the communities that that I want to explore and and conceivably be a part of? And, and when I feel like it's a good fit, all right, I'm going to drop anchor and I'm going to really invest myself uh, in the relationships, in the, the activity, and, and eventually in leadership within that place, or, or you know, two, maybe three of those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's such an important part of the, of the college experience is to be involved like that and, and to figure out what your, your gifts and interests are and then there's going to be something on campus that you can explore those things. Um, before I let you go, I really want to talk a moment about campus security because I know that that's usually um, a part of you know of the uh, student affairs department, but but such an important part um, for students to feel um, protected uh, on campus. And, and, and then there's a lot of things that are happening that a, a, uh, an individual coming into college may not even know exist. I mean, they see the policeman driving around, but there's a lot more to it than that. So uh, what is, uh, what is the, what are common um, security features that are in most college campuses? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does kind of, to kind of span the full spectrum, um, and and it depends on right size of the school, um, location of the school. Uh, I, I think smaller and more rural school located schools are going to have less, um, often because there's less things happening uh, on or around campus. Um, you know, but if you're in the city, um, which is where I'm, I'm currently located in Wichita, and and you know, we don't have 
um, gates or, or fencing all around our campus. And so there are people who live in the neighborhoods uh, who just wander through campus or wander around the edges of campus. And um, so campus security is really there, you know, on most campuses 24 uh, seven to help assist. Uh, in some ways, they're kind of like a localized, uh, specific to the campus um, police force. Uh, and and really at the, the larger schools, the larger state schools, um, they, they function that way. Um, often on smaller campuses, it, you know, it, it tends to be a security officer, one, maybe two on duty, who are, again, they're, they're making their presence known. Um, and there are people who respond to anything and everything from being locked out of a room or a car, flat tire, need to, you know, dead battery, need to jump um, to um, somebody from off campus has wandered into a building and, and you know, um, is going through somebody's office or, um, you know, there is um, an altercation happening in a residence hall, right? I, I think that's something, unfortunately, we see too much. Um, students who haven't figured out how to navigate conflict well uh, especially maybe the guys, but, but even the gals, um, can, it can lead to aggressive behavior and, uh, campus security can be called for that. Um, you know, if, uh, and when, when things get dark on campus, if, if you feel unsafe and, and we're like an escort, campus security will often do things like that. Um, you know, anymore with technology, um, campuses, you can utilize different programs where, um, say, in the event of a uh, tornado warning, right, we'll, you'll send out a, a flash alert to everybody's phone that says, you know, seek uh, shelter, tornado in the area, or, um, you know, God forbid, a, a shooter on campus, right? Shelter in place, active shooter will give more instruction when, when need be. So, a, a lot of campuses, I would say most campuses have probably gone to using things like this. Some of them even have a uh, kind of a an emergency button um, as a part of a, an app package that they might get. Where again, they're they're walking through campus uh, at night and and don't feel safe. They can pull up the app and have that kind of help button um, where you know, the moment they press it, it's going to probably alert security, probably alert local uh, law enforcement and send people directly to, to that phone's location. So again, the police can, can uh, or and, and therefore campus security can um, have a bad reputation, depending on who you are and what your experience has been. The folks who tend to choose to work on college campuses again, are there because they love college students, want to see them be, in this case, safe and secure, able to do all the things that college students want to do uh, in an environment that is, um, yeah, safe and secure for all people. And so whether it's dealing with folks off campus uh, or dealing with situations internal to campus, um, the vast majority of schools are going to have folks there who, again, are there to be a resource, um, uh, to be a positive part of your college experience and not somebody you need to fear uh, or not trust or uh, be suspicious of. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they, they're friends. They're, they're, they're there to, to help you. Um, one last question. And I try to ask everyone on that I talk to on the podcast, this question, um, what advice do you have for incoming college students to find a Christian community on their campus this fall? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it is probably the most important part uh, of the college experience, whether you're on a Christian campus or at a big state school. So so my experience was that of, of uh, going to a Christian university, and I availed myself to, to every campus ministry opportunity I could, right? Chapel, um, service opportunities, mission trips, and right. That's a great place to find people of similar hearts and similar mind, um, who can become lifelong friends. My little brother went to a, um, 
you know, a large university, large state university, and found his way to um, one of the parachurch organizations where, again, he very quickly found community uh, to where he ended up meeting his uh, now wife of 23 years. And, um, you know, I, I say the big, the biggest difference, right? And, and every student is different, right? And so some students, um, I think, are going to thrive more in a more thorough and robust Christian environment like a, a Christian college or university is going to try to provide. Um, but some students need the space where they are around um, non-Christians and, and, and just kind of the full spectrum of spiritual belief, but have that kind of bastion, that, that local church and or parachurch um, that they are connected to in, in real intentional and tight ways uh, where they meet multiple times a week. But, but that, again, that becomes their, their um, kind of port in the midst of the sea uh, that is college life and, and that place they can go to in the midst of a storm, um, the place where they're always going to be able to get their bearings. And, and again, find people of similar heart and mind um, and just, uh, I think, kind of the ways that they think about life and, and approach life. That's super important um, for young college-age students who are, are trying to figure out, in a lot of ways, how to navigate life and the college experience. And so, uh, for me, I think it is is absolutely critical. Um, and I, I think it it shapes it is what shapes your college experience probably more than anything else. You have been listening to the Launch Mission Podcast. For more about the ministry, this podcast the 90-Day Senior Challenge, the 3C app, or any of the other resources mentioned, go to thelaunchmission.org or visit us on Facebook and Instagram at The Launch Mission.